Hello, everyone, and welcome to an aerorific episode of the Mess Hall Podcast. doing arrow bars i don't think we ever did arrow bars i think yes we've done an arrow Halloween bar candy yes because i remember you talked about <gasps> there's a name for the holes in arrow bars oh, okay we did a chili cho- a chili one that's really yes. delicious or was it yes. cherry chili just chili i think we've done Have it we a done couple cherry? times yeah. well i don't know i found out a lot about it that i don't remember so all right so let's okay let's hear some of your jibber jab and let's well, get on with it there's a little bit, I have Wikipedia as one of my sources and, well, as two of my sources. So, it was made by Roundtrees in 1935, question mark, and we'll get back to that. Became popular, and then even the next year it reached around the world, including New York City. And of course, Nestle's took over Roundtree in 1988. But what is Arrow? It's an aerated chocolate. Now, I'm still going with Wikipedia, and I didn't even want to go to try to dispute this. It was... Aerated chocolate was invented by Roundtree in 1947, yet mm-hmm. they started selling their chocolate bar in 1935, so, um, <laughs> so take that all with a grain of salt. So it's chocolate that has been turned into foam by the addition of gas bubbles. So while making the aerated chocolate, you use a propellant to form to foam it. So common propellants for aerated chocolate are nitrogen, argon, Carbon dioxide or nitrous oxide. Apparently, what? Yummy. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, you can't use just air itself because it contains oxygen, which make which makes chocolate go rancid faster. Okay. So after the propellant is added, the chocolate is cooled under low pressure, and gas bubbles expand and cool cool as it sets, and it gives an even bubble distribution and melts differently than other chocolate. It has a fragile short mouthful at first, and then it melts quickly. <laughs> think of Mirage Bars, also, I think, an aerated chocolate. Oh, hey. Which I haven't had a Mirage Bar, I, I want to say, since know. the 80s. Are they still around? We'll have Everything's to, still around. Yeah, if you look hard enough. All right. So first up, we have Arrow Gold, which is a caramelized white chocolate bubble. One of the first places we saw this was in David Lebovitz's website back in 2009, but he said he learned it at a class at La Cole Valrona. And the Pastry chef there's the story, created the blonde chocolate by accident by leaving a bowl of white chocolate in a bain-marie overnight, and he came back and it was caramelized. But they call it blonde chocolate. So I think it's the same thing as this, okay, because yeah. he had a recipe for caramelized white chocolate, but blonde chocolate was made at this school. So uh. I, I, I'm, I think that's how it is. So okay. it sounds delicious. It does, and I'm looking forward to it. Once you said white chocolate, I'm all in. Yeah. They also used to make a white chocolate cranberry bar. That does sound good. Mm. Do you want to... It does have like a caramelly smell to it. What's kind of difficult is the outside is chocolate, like regular milk chocolate. So I want to get just the white chocolate. It does have a caramelly flavor. It almost feels yeah. like a caramel bar because with that milk chocolate. It does. Now, I would really like it if it was just all caramel, all the- like golden bar, like no chocolate on the outside, because I think it takes away a little bit from the inside. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. I wish it was all that, or even a white chocolate on the outside. It had to yeah. be either, because you, 
I really had to concentrate to, to like I cut I kind of bit it lengthways and tried to put the white chocolate right on my or the gold chocolate right on my tongue if that yeah. makes sense but it was crumbly to bite it lengthways like that the little bar but yeah a good change from just a regular arrow if you want yeah it was but i i really enjoyed regular arrows but yeah. this was still nice i enjoyed it i'm impressed well we let that digest let's bring you an ad from our sponsors the Mess Hall Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation, is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Your Forest. Your Forest is a podcast about the natural world. Hear stories about the environment, renewable resources, conservation, forestry, hunting, fishing, and more. This is a podcast for those who cannot live without the joys and wonders of all wild things. Find your forest wherever you get your podcasts or at yourforestpodcast.com. That's yourforestpodcast.com. So the next arrow bar we have is chocolate mousse. Yeah, I mean, it sounds silly to me because they show a picture of chocolate mousse, which just looks almost exactly like the inside mm-hmm. of an arrow bar. I just, uh, mousse is a soft mousse. Soft food, not mood, (laughs) made by incorporating air bubbles. So often made of whipped cream or whipped egg white and adding flavoring. In this case, it's a chocolate mousse and often stirring in yolks or sometimes gelatin. Not only, sometimes chocolate that will harden it a bit or help thicken it, the chocolate itself. So there's recipes as early as 1786. 1768 with whipped cream in a pyramid with flavor and it was called a foaming cream or creme mousse. Now, then if you look up chocolate mousse specifically, in 1820, there was a chef of, a former chef of Napoleon's and Louis XVI's, Alexandra Viard, who wrote about chocolate mousse in his cooking encyclopedia in 1857. But it was really, oh, no, that was in 1820, but it's also in a French dictionary from 1857. So then there was also the French artist Henri de Toulouse-Lautrec, who, although he was a painter or artist, he also liked to cook. And he had a recipe. They didn't say when, but he died, born in 1864 and died it died in 1901. I can't even talk. I'm so excited. Actually, I'm not excited by this name. And his recipe was called a mayonnaise au chocolate, <laughs> which I get where that's coming. But that just leaves a bad thought in my head. Does it look any different than a regular? Is it? Are the bubbles smaller? Am I crazy? Am I just looking for something? I don't know. If only we had an arrow bar next to it to compare <laughs> to. I wish I had a regular bar just for comparison. I feel it is different. I feel the bubbles are smaller and it's meltier, more like a mirage bar. No, I haven't had one of those in 30 years. I feel it's creamier. Yeah, meltier, creamier. Like there's more um there's more to it than a regular arrow bar. Now, the next this and the next two coming up are part are called arrow truffles, so that might be Okay. Partly why. It's nice. It's It, it is good. It's I uh, I yeah. enjoyed it. What did you say? Creamier? Silkier? Yeah, yeah silkier is probably a better word. Now this, I can feel it, like, I put it in the side of my cheek, pretending I could talk and eat at the same time, <laughs> without being rude, and it just left this silky feeling on my cheek. Oh, nice. Inside my cheek, not outside. I'm not that messy, no matter what Avery says. <laughs>
But by the sounds of the air horn, it's time for our bonus item. And I tell you, I've been <laughs> looking forward to this for a long time. Probably a couple weeks when I got it, so. You want to introduce it or shall I? Well, it's an t- all-time kid classic item. Not all-time. <laughs> Every time. I don't know. It's great time, kids <laughs> classic. From the 90s, yeah. we have Dunkaroos. That's what I meant. It was just since the 90s. That's what I meant. Not all, not all time, but just for like us kids. Hey, thanks for ruining my fun. I get to introduce one thing ever. Talking about fun, they're from Betty Crocker, who also make fruit by the foot and fruit gushers. Just throwing that out there. But anyway, so it was first introduced in, and all my sources, 1990, 1992, 1988, question mark by all those, I don't know. But anyway, I had a kangaroo mascot named Sydney, and they used to, they used to be kangaroo shaped and basketball shaped. Okay. And that's kind of, and they had, you know, this kangaroo and a dunkaroos. It all made sense. They, they got another mascot. I don't know if they renamed Sydney or got another one. He was Duncan. Also a good name. So although dunkaroos have been around in Australia since 1992, give or take, that's not the case in North America. So in 2012, uh, dunkaroos were discontinued. You seem a little distracted over there. There's a cat jumping on me in between me and the mic. (laughs) Discontinued in USA in 2012. But you could still get them in Canada, who General Mills then started making them, until 2018. Now, there became this movement website calling them Smuggleroos, which were for Canadians to bring Dunkaroos back to the U.S. The tagline was, Make American Dunk Again. (laughs) (laughs) And kind of based on this, they're like, hey, I think there's still a market for Dunkaroos. Okay. So in 2020, they came back to America. Um, And now, and since last year, this year, there's products out. There's cookie dough with frosting that you can get. There's cereal. There's a Go-Gurt. And there's just frosting. Go-Gurt. So let's try it. Let's see if this frosting, if these are like I remember. If I remember sugar cookies with sugar frosting correctly... This is exactly what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> now, I tried the cookie without the frosting, and first it yep. tasted bland, but then it had a nice flavor. Like, it was a first bland taste and a nice. It doesn't necessarily need the frosting, but, uh, I mean, you always need frosting. You can never go wrong with frosting is my rule of thumb. When- and I am a big dipper of items. Yeah. French fries, I dip. Nachos, I like to dip. I put my hand upon your hip when you dip... I dip, we dip. I don't get that. You don't get that song? It's no. something like that. No? No. You must know. I, I feel that it's like maybe tag team before they were back again, but actually I'm making that up. <laughs> I have no idea who sings it. I'm sure. Anyway, that we'll, we'll have to discuss well aware this of tag after. Team. We'll have to discuss this not on air, you know, at a serious time <laughs> when we're t- talking 90s bad dance music. But yeah, I enjoyed them. They were they were fun. I can see why kids would like them and adults would like them. So creamy that frosting because it yep. has to be right. And, and so then the dips. little chunks of uh, sprinkles, glitter, yeah. <laughs> sprinkles. I do wish they were still basketballs and Dunkaroos and not just yeah. cookies with D's on them. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm trying to say that seriously, but they are cookies with the letter D on it. <laughs> Smuggleroos make American dunk again. <laughs> yeah, so like I said, they were great. I can't wait to have the rest of those. My uh, sugar energy is coming to me, so let's move this along. <laughs> so let's get into two two more sugary items. <laughs> I didn't have to eat extra when 
we had a break either. Next up is another Aero Truffle Black Forest Cake. So a Black Forest Cake is a chocolate sponge cake with cherry filling and whipped cream, often containing Kirsch or in German Kirschwasser, which is a cherry liqueur. <laughs> so guess what? There's some controversy about the origin of Black Forest Cake. What? Some say it started in the 16th century because chocolate started being incorporated into desserts in Germany. And then, did I say in Germany twice? Mm -hmm. Okay. In Germany, for anyone who missed that. Um, And around that time, well, they also grew cherries and they were known for their Kirschwasser or cherry liqueur. Some say it looked like outfits that women wore at the time with like this red pom-pom on their hat. So the cherries on top. In 1930, 15, Joseph Keller gave, well, is said to have invented Black Forest Cake, or maybe he just took it from the 16th century. I don't know. But it wasn't really well known, but he gave his apprentice uh, his old recipe books, and there was a recipe for Black Forest Cake in there. Okay. And according, this is all according to What's Cooking America, you know, where we find out all our History, German, German history foods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in the 1930, there was an archivist who said that there was a pastry chef. Well, actually, there was a, later on, there was an archivist who said that in 1930, there was a pastry chef named Aaron Hildebrandt who served it at his cafe in the town where this archivist was from. Nice. So, um, who knows? When I went to the state, the pastry chef was German, and I learned a lot from him. He was awesome. Was his last name Hildebrandt? No, I believe it was Herman. I should look it up because he was in the textbooks that we had. Okay, well, actually, on cooking, yeah, that was the textbook we had, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I remember him. He was in there. So, well, I guess even this apprentice of Joseph Keller, his son is still big in Germany. He still has a good name. Whose name I forgot to write down? Schaus. I'm making that up. I I don't remember for sure. So this. So Tell before me. even eating this, opening the bar, it smells good. Oh, there's Has this like, pink in there. I was going to say red, but pink red, is yeah. Color. Yeah, red is the color, not pink. I just got excited. Cherry red. No, not cherry red, but like a purplish pink. I feel they do make a cherry one, but it tastes different than this Black Forest one. The cherries are a little more, I don't want to say tart. It's not tart at all. But no. this dark chocolate is really nice with it. Yep. But the inside isn't dark chocolate. It's a no chocolate, I guess. Different layers there. Mm-hmm. Dark chocolate on the outside. Just chocolate on the inside. And the cherry really was really nice. It felt like a sophisticated arrow bar. Yes. And that's all right. Like multi layers, multi flavors. Still had that arrow bar quality of the softness and the silkiness almost. The look. The look, yes, definitely. The bubbles, like Yeah. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't think Arrow can really go wrong. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Because next up is tiramisu. Yeah, and a- and we noticed it smell it smelled like coffee when you opened it. And Avery is not a coffee drinker, but it smelled like a coffee crisp. It did smell good. It smelled really nice. I should do my research talk first before this, but I just want to get in that smell. Because <laughs> it, yeah. So tiramisu. Guess what, Abe? I'm I'm, I'm wondering at what kind of controversy there is. On the origins of tiramisu. Exactly. So, everywhere is 17th century in Siena for Duke Cosimo. Was it invented then? In That's like one big thing. Uh, and it, some say that it was, there was a frozen dessert called tiramisu, spelled a little differently, T-E-R-E, in 1930 that was served in a veterino restaurant. A veterino? Is that like... 
it's a place in Italy. Vet- okay. I don't know. I thought I it was mind. like a veterinarian restaurant. There was this poet who died in 1969 that said his grandmother ate it for dinner during winter. So there's no real year, but some say the recipe is from Treviso in 1800. But the best, and it's from Treviso, the most surprising stories. Do you know what tiramisu means, Avery? I'm going to guess coffee cake or espresso cake. No, it means pick me up. Okay. Which in Treviso dialect, which Treviso is an Italian region, maybe a city. Anyway, and a lot of people say that because it has espresso or coffee in it, that you have it in the afternoon and it's kind of a little pick me up. Okay. Yep. Nope. I like this story way better. <laughs> Tell me a nice story and then you're just like, no, frig off. Well, it's a funnier story. So it said that a matron of a brothel, brothel, brothel in the late 1800s came up with this dessert because it had like coffee and cheese and eggs as a pick me up at the end of an evening so that the customers at the end of their leave evening with the um, ladies who worked there, the customers, the men would have this dessert and then they'd be reinvigorated enough to go home and um, be <laughs> with their wives. <laughs> reinvigorated enough. <laughs> I don't know what story is true, but- I'm I, going with the brothel one. I like that one the best. And then in the- in 1969, around this reason, region, an inn there started serving tiramisu, la becherie. Now, the word isn't printed until 1980 in, in, Ital- in Italian, and then not until 1982 in English. So, yeah, I thought, ter- yeah, tiramisu. Who knew? Well, I suppose people knew. I got that from the Academia del Tiramisu.com. Awesome. Yeah, so. um, Let's dig in. I don't know, Abe. How's your night looking after that? This do I want you to have this or not? I don't know what I was getting at there. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if this reinvigorates us. Oh, it's layered as well. I can't get coffee crisp out of my mind, but it's different than a coffee crisp. I like coffee crisp. And when you said this smelled like a coffee crisp, I was excited for it. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it, but it was still good. I just don't like coffee, and I know I said I just like coffee crisp, but I think that's a whole different flavor. Mm -hmm. This was just too much like tiramisu in a good way, but a bad way for me. Mm -hmm. Again, it was good, just not for me. I'm going back for another piece. Yeah, so we'll discuss all these after we bring you an ad from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Rumi. I'm going to play a little ad here from them. Hi there, I'm Brendan, a certified home inspector with Rumi. Do you have a problem that needs fixing? Whether it's big or small, inside or outside, let me help you find out what's really going on. You can call me by phone, or we can take a look together over video chat. Visit rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, and go to Ask a Home Inspector to book your appointment with me today. Boy, I feel invigorated after (laughs) that tiramisu bar. I mean, I guess to be reinvigorated, it assumes we were invigorated (laughs) and is vigorated a word i just said it just vigorate it sure (laughs) i'll have to look that up i'll (laughs) let you guys know next week (laughs) so what do you think of all these arrows oh they were all really good they were perp yeah arrows good enough but they've really pumped it up a notch pumped is not the word pushed it up a notch notched it up a notch (laughs) pushed it up a notch keep on going i want to hear what else they could have did a notch (laughs) 
really notched it up. <laughs> oh, the, that's the top notch of your uh, <laughs> I am not notching. <laughs> the Black Forest, delicious. Um, yeah. That's my favorite. I'm going to go with the chocolate mousse. Yeah. That was also very good. That's why I said favorite. I don't. There, none were bad. It depends on what you feel like. If you feel yeah. like cherries, that's the one you go for. If you, I feel like if you the just mousse, walk out of a brothel and you don't want your wife to know, tiramisu is the one for you. I mean, I would be, I would be kind of suspicious if you were just coming home four o'clock in the morning eating tiramisu. <laughs> don't mind me, just having my dessert. But if it was four o'clock in the morning and you were coming home with a narrow <laughs> truffle tiramisu, I might not. Uh, question that. <laughs> just for anyone who wants to go to brothels out there that has a wife i feel like i came up with a word for the moose one it's more luxurious than oh yeah regular. that's a good word i feel like arrow bars are underrated anyway but these <laughs> brought up a notch <laughs> what do you think about notch well after having so many of these you might have another notch in your belt Yes, we're now in a new arrow bracket. I don't even know if they're more expensive than regular arrows. They're bigger. I, we got I, bigger sizes. I find I with think. arrows, we just like our bracket just goes up notch by notch. Mm-hmm. We need to stop using our <laughs> notch. Um, yeah, we need to. Because now I want nachos. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of nachos, mm. I made some good nachos on last on Friday. They were good. They were good. Nachos has some ground beef on there, lots of veg, green chilies. (laughs) Put some chicken wings on top. Took an awesome picture of it. Put it on Instagram. I'm surprised you didn't put cream cheese on them because you've been putting like little, you've been using cream cheese as though it's a solid cheese for a while now. No, I just wanted the regular cheese because I wanted it to be melty and melt onto, like bake onto the nachos. Oh, I meant like both, really. Yeah, I didn't want that creaminess, so. Yeah. Oh, okay. But no, they were delicious. I'm not if, saying if I they did, needed it. I'm just. If I did, I would have made like a queso dip mm, and dipped that in. No, they were delicious as they were. And chicken wings and beer. It was a good way mm-hmm. to end out the week. Yeah, end it was a good weekend. Week, end yeah. the week. I really enjoyed the borson cheese from last Ooh, week. Yes. The apple maple. And I put it on top of our pizza, and the way it caramelized was not like I expected. It didn't really necessarily go with the pizza, but it was delicious. I think you said it right like, on the weekend. We should be baking our bores and cheese because it just gave it a whole different level. Yeah, it kind of got like a little bit of a crust on top and then yeah. like a caramelization. And then, yeah, I'm... I think we'll have to do that this summer sometime. Just bake it. We can do it in the winter, too, or the spring. It doesn't have to be a summer thing. Well, I'm thinking the summer's right around the corner. We'll be eating outside more. Be a nice just afternoon or, like, late night snack, just dipping. Now, I wonder if it was that one because it had maybe had a little extra sugar in it because it was mm. apple maple or if they'd all work. We will have to experiment. Yeah, we'll definitely experiment. That was one of the best things I had. Um, also, the peach Crown Royal iced tea was really good. Oh, yes. Yes. Mm. Crown Royal had a couple other drinks that I might pick up sometime. They had a Crown and Cola. Oh, 
Okay. And they had another one. I forget what it was, but I just wanted something sweet and dainty. <laughs> Summery. Summer, like a session iced tea. <laughs> but yeah, it like was good. I, I often don't, we don't often talk about drinks that we had on this, but yeah, it was good. It was nice. It was something different. Yeah, I was pretty impressed. I'm liking this trend of mixed drinks. Yeah. Even though I can mix my own drink, I do like to have a pre-mixed drink. Yeah, I don't like to make my own drinks. And it's not just laziness. I often can't get the right mix. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's too strong, not strong enough. And I do struggle with that. So to have it all pre-mixed. Yeah. But sometimes they're a little too sweet then for what I want. So, but that's a risk. This one wasn't. It was perfect. <laughs> yeah. It. Did, I didn't really taste the alcohol in it. Unfortunately. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, but that's about it from us. I'm just going to have another piece of tiramisu and I'll meet you downstairs. I'm going <laughs> to dip an arrow into Dunkaroos for us. I've been thinking about that all night since we opened the Dunkaroos. Well, we have to go. <laughs> we were busy people. Yeah. Keep on eating.